Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, this is Charles Kelly. Uh, well, today I want to report back on inflation again. And inflation has actually risen again. It's now at 9.4%, pushing ever closer to 10% in the UK. And the Bank of England are still saying that it will peak at 11% sometime in the autumn. But one of the uh, the Bank of England staff has strongly hinted that there will be uh, an, another 0.5% base rate increase in the very near future. And that's going to push up the cost of mortgages, uh, business borrowing, uh, maybe even credit cards. But it will certainly affect the affordability of buying out or even remortgaging a property. Now, interestingly, the, the European Central Bank has just increased their rate for the first time in 11 years. It was at negative. It's gone up by a half percent to zero. Now, I don't think that means you can go and get a mortgage at zero percent, but that's just the way they've, they've been working. And it's, it's obviously looking at the inflation across the eurozone. Many countries suffering, many countries in a lot worse state than in the UK. So they have to do something about this inflation. And here in the UK, uh, public sector workers are threatening a series of strikes. This could be uh, medical work, staff like nurses, rail, uh, all looking for big pay rises to match inflation. They're looking for 9%, 10%. And the government, uh, through their, their departments, are offering them uh, around 5%, which is still quite a big pay rise compared to what they were getting a few years ago. But they're not happy with it. The unions want more. And, you know, they're going to demand more and, and come out on strike. Now, obviously, if they get more, then this will affects inflation because half of, of the country's population is directly or indirectly employed by the government or by the taxpayer. So, so these things are bound to affect uh, in the, the, the eventual rate of inflation, which will have a knock-on effect further down the road. But that's, that's where it's going. Um, and that what they're saying is, and I think is right, that the, the standard of living is falling for people. Our overall pay has fallen behind the, the cost of living rises for ordinary people. The wealth gap is is definitely widening over the last few years. So so that's why uh, they, they want more money. And, I, you know, whether they'll get it or not, I don't know. Um, we've got a change of government coming up shortly. So we'll have to see what happens there. But we're certainly into what we might have a summer of discontent with strikes going on this summer. Uh, now, mortgage rates... Have, have gone up by, well, they were, say, say if you look at an average of around 1%, they're now over 3%. That's 300% uh, difference in, in cost of mortgage rates. Now, a lot of people, I, I think around three quarters of people are on fixed rates, so they're not immediately affected by these rate rises. But in the next year or so, many people will have to renew rates, and then they're going to be hit with, with higher rates. Now, the additional problem for these people is that, that the lender, in order to give them a new deal will have to do an affordability test now if if their uh, incomes have not gone up and you know they're, they're 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 now looking at affordability in a different way all their bills have gone up uh 
you know, the, the, the average sort of utility bill has also gone up by around 300% from, say, 1,000 to now 3,000, just to give you a rough figure. So that makes a big difference to the affordability of the mortgage. And uh, bizarrely, that could end up where you have a situation where you can't have this fixed rate, but we're going to end the deal that you've got and put you onto the variable rate, which will actually be more expensive than the fixed rate they could have given them. So I, I don't know how the lenders are going to work that one out. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me with lenders. It doesn't surprise me in the least. But a lot of people are going to be be hit by that. And a lot of people are going to be hit by the fact that although prices of properties are still going up in June, they, they went up by 1.8%. They're still rising year on year. Um, I don't know how people will be able to afford uh, th these properties if they're still going up in price. Mortgage rates have gone up. That that affects affordability because if, if the deal is on a higher interest rate um, you can't borrow as much so surely that should start hitting uh, the price of properties but at the moment it doesn't it, these things take time to filter through the system now look i wish i could give you a better outlook when i, when I do these broadcasts and say look everything's going to be great but of course you know we've got to look at the reality here and I, i've got to look at what's really going on um there is some possible good news and you know i wish i could Give, it, give out good news all the time. I mean, yeah, property prices are going up. The, the UK employment market is still buoyant. There's jobs here. Uh, and we, we are looking at a change of leadership in the Conservative Department and therefore the government, because once the new leader comes in, he'll, he or she will become Prime Minister and they'll no doubt appoint new ministers and have a, have a bit of a shake-up, a, a reshuffle, as they call it. Uh, they'll appoint their own team. So we're going to have a new government. And obviously a lot of people, a lot of MPs have been supporting one or the other. At the moment, we're now down to the final two in this sort of X-factor type of uh, contest. And we're now down to the final two. And we're going to have the final uh, votes by Conservative members over the next month or so. Uh, it's going to be around six weeks and we'll, we'll know the result in September. Um, so it will be a completely new Prime Minister. We're now looking at either... The, the current or the former Chancellor, Rishi Sunak, who has put up taxes. Um, he, he's done things which are not considered by Conservative members as Conservative policies. And the current uh, Foreign Secretary, Liz Trust. Now, I, I quite like Liz Trust. I'd like to see a bit of a change uh, from you know Rishi Sunak, who was closely aligned with, with Boris. I'd, I'd like to see a bit of a change. And she has uh, promised change. Now, this comes about as... Uh, Boris was was forced out of office by his own MPs, his own party, um, and and Rishi is seen as somebody that that sort of helped that process by stabbing him in the back and and resigning uh, almost you know when the ship was sinking. But Liz actually stayed in her job and has been criticised now for for being loyal to Boris. But I think she did the right thing by staying in the job because you, if you're a minister, you can't just desert the post. You know you need people there running the country, and she had a very important job as foreign secretary. So that, that's what's happening now. Liz, Liz is currently ahead in the polls. And if elected, she has promised to, to cut taxes. Uh, she's promised to take measures to, to stimulate growth in the economy. In fact, she was on, on the news today saying that, you know, the economy uh, has not, you know, the measures that this government and previous governments have taken over the past 20 years have not produced the desired growth in the economy and i think she's right about that even though she was actually part of the government herself but she wants to take measures to 
reduce that that corporation tax liability that uh, was was going to increase taxes on companies. I think she might cut VAT, fuel duty, that sort of thing. And she's talking about increasing spending. Now, of course, uh, Rishi Sunak, who, who put these policies in place, is, of course, against that. He said, no, we've got to tackle inflation and have this sort of austerity measures to bring down inflation. But Liz has said, no, that's not the time for that. We need we need to get growth going and, and the growth then will stimulate uh, more uh, tax revenue for the government. By, by bringing in more growth, you bring in more business, more companies start businesses. They then start paying taxes further down the road. Uh, rather than sort of leaving the UK, they come here to the UK and that will in, in turn increase the tax revenue. And I think that that plan is, is fairly sound. Obviously, it will mean deferring some of the debt reduction plans for our roughly two trillion pound of debt. Uh, but I think it's worth it because I think, yeah, we'll have to take longer to pay it. But the country needs this now. A lot of people are in trouble. The amount of people going to food banks is, is, is increasing. My my local food bank, we, we support them at Rotary Club, my, my local Rotary Club. And, you know, that we get reports that, you know, they're suffering. People are not only short of food, but they're, they're short of essential uh, toiletry items uh, and fuel vouchers. They need fuel vouchers and they will do coming into the winter, especially with fuel going up. So I think the economy needs a much needed uh, boost. It needs a, a good kick to get it going again. And not that it's it's dropping at the moment, I and mean, we are, we are in slightly positive growth. But I think we need something to to build confidence, get people moving again, get, build that confidence. And I think Liz Truss, in my opinion, is the right person to lead us through that and lead lead us out of out of trouble. And and I think with with someone like Liz Truss behind us, we've got a good future uh, in, in in even outside of Europe, in outside the European Union post Brexit. I think we need to. to and basically, she's been out there getting deals for us outside of Europe. So that, that's a, a good thing. She's got experience in business and, and uh, getting those deals. So I think we need those trade deals and we need to really take advantage of our status outside of the European Union, which I personally think is going to be a bit of a basket case over the, the next five years. We, we shall see. We don't know how, how all these things are going to work out. On, on the wider front, um, as I said, the people in the UK are suffering, but look at countries like uh, Sri Lanka, where... It's, it's really in chaos. And you see people on the news queuing up for food, queuing up for, for fuel, queuing up for passports so they can leave the country. And yet this country was hailed as a, a, an economic powerhouse not, not that long ago. And of course, did deals with China. And, and China's also in the news because a lot of these countries that they have tried to, uh, you know, this Belt and this Silk Road kind of deal where they're trying to sort of take over the world economically, they've lent a lot of money to the developing countries and, and, and these countries are defaulting on these loans. So China's now having to bail them out with further loans and perhaps then they'll start taking their assets, which include uh, minerals and, and things that China need. Uh, so we, we'll have to see what happens there. But a lot of people are suffering around. Sri Lanka is only just one country. People are hungry there. Food shortages are, are being caused by this war that's going on. So that needs to be sorted out pretty quick. But I don't think inflation is caused by this war. I think inflation has been caused by the, the mass quantitative easing or, in a way, printing of money that has increased the money supply, inflated money, and and, and, and will cause us problems for, for quite a while to come, I think. Uh, Tesla has dumped their, their most of their Bitcoin. Now, 
this is Elon Musk who said, you know, Tesla's the future and uh, sorry, Bitcoin is the future. And he actually got his company to buy Bitcoin uh, quite a while back now. And they were accepting Bitcoin for their cars at one point, but that, that's not no longer the case. But they've now sold off uh, most of their holdings, 75% of the Bitcoin, uh, which was worth uh, 2 billion at the end of 2021, uh, but it's not worth that now. Um, it's it's breaking away from you know the value of of, of this uh, cryptocurrency, uh, which has has plunged. Uh, let's face it, uh, falling by what fifty percent this year. Uh, the the value of, of cryptocurrencies, in particular Bitcoin. Tesla said uh, it has bought additional currency with uh, seven hundred eighty million from its Bitcoin sales. But the real thing is that I think they really need. Cash. He said something about he needs cash. It's not a reflection on Bitcoin. Yeah, right. Uh, but he said he needs cash. Um, and now he'd been a previous champion of, of Bitcoin, but and he said he would never sell it. But it looks like he's having to eat his words again. Um, he, he invested one and a half billion dollars in 2021. And that prompted a surge in, in the value of Bitcoin. The price uh, notoriously volatile, but it went up to almost $70,000 a coin. It's now trading at less than $25,000. And this comes as, as Tesla shares themselves have plunged by 40% this year. Of course, Tesla was famous for being worth more than all of the other car companies put together because of its share value and, and the fact that it had gone up on in, in anticipation of its earnings and dominance of the electric car market. But I don't think that's really going to, going to be the case. Of course, it'll be dominant, but not to, to the way investors expect it. Other companies are catching up fast. And if I was buying an electric car right now, I'd look at cheaper alternatives, to be frank, um, even though Tesla is the gold standard. But I would certainly look around. I wouldn't necessarily buy a Tesla. Uh, so that's what's happening around the world. And there's never really been a better time to get control of your finances so that you can survive and thrive in, in this difficult situation, possible recession coming ahead, certainly looking at what the central banks are doing. If they're putting up interest rates, they're more or less slowing down the economy. And, you know, we could be into a recession, but many people are already in their own personal recession. So it's never been a better time to really learn how to manage your finances, how to not only save money and manage money, but how to create wealth and build uh, wealth through whatever it is you, you, you want to do. But one of the ways is property that's worked very well for me. And, and how to use good debt as well. So with that in mind, you, you can claim uh, when I'm offering you a free Wealth Accelerator call. It's a 30-minute call. Uh, I call it a discovery call of sorts where you can really get yourself on the right track. So we can give you a, a, a plan moving forward in that, in that free call. So click on the link below there. And, and I think we all need a bit of coaching. I have a coach and, and we all need that. We need that accountability. If you think of the top sports people in the world, um, you know, footballers like Ronaldo don't say, well, look, I don't need more coaching now. I got it from here, guys. Uh, you carry on. I'll be right for the rest of the season. Tennis players travel the world with their coach. Top tennis players uh, go around the world. You think Djokovic is going to say, no, I don't need a coach for the next few years. I think I'll be okay. In fact, many players when they fired their coach has found that their form went down and they've had to rehire them so we all need that and i think everybody needs a coach if you can't afford a coach if you don't want to have a coach then then find somebody who can be an accountability 
partner for you just like when you go to the gym it's nice to go with somebody and say you know we're going to the gym tomorrow morning aren't we and if you're not up down down that gym they're phoning you where the hell are you uh, so that that is helpful to, to everybody and, and this is why i think coaching and and ongoing mentoring is very very useful in your life it, it it can make a huge difference in your life so do claim that call and i will speak to you again soon uh, check out my uk property talk which will be going out sometime on saturday and i'll be talking about the general overall property market and where we think it's going in the uk thanks for listening bye for now Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 